0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Gate Seven International. This is Episode 130. Your English home for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. I've got Costa Levoyannis here. My name is Peter. We have got post-game analysis. We beat Pauk. Always a cause for celebration. The first half was brilliant. The second half was good enough to get over the line and get the three points. We are back on top of the league. Pauk are not. They will go home crying to Thessaloniki, which is always nice to see. Costa, how's it going? Any thoughts on the game? Any thoughts on the team? What are we thinking today?
1: What's up, everyone? Yeah, welcome to the show. 2-1 victory tonight. Win's a win. Like you said, Peter, I think first half was very good. Some pace in the team. Second half was horrible uh something to forget as a fan but hopefully still a lot to learn for the team um we can dive more into it during the show i see more more and more people are coming in um do do remember guys if you haven't done so already hit that subscribe button um keep growing the community we are gate 7 international by the fans for the fans we're here after every game pretty much uh in Europe as well with our previews so thanks so much for your support hit that like button hit that subscribe button and we'll we'll get into this uh into this game and it's a derby against the bitter rival so yeah overall happy but a little bit um a little bit concerned at the performance in the second half peter
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, we don't want to be too negative um, because obviously, you know, we have to say Pauk, um, you know, they've, they've got a decent team this year. They can score lots of goals. um, And, and it is, uh, it is very reassuring to come out of this with the three points. I think uh, as bad as the second half was, I think we deserved the the three points today. Um, The, we have a comment from uh, Dimitris Tassi-Dimos, Hello guys from Greece. We had an amazing first half, but the second half we had some troubles. Anyway, we keep the three points and we keep on dreaming. I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, so it's, it's really nice to just get those three points to beat Pauk. Um, even in the empty stadium with no fans today, which is very unfortunate. We know Lambro would have probably been able to go to the game today if they were going to let fans in because he's back in Greece and, uh, Obviously, with these games, with a quiet atmosphere, we didn't have the fans behind us today, and uh, we still get it done. The first half was brilliant. Um, Martins made a bit of a ballsy move and gave Gary Rodriguez the start, which is something that we'd mentioned. We kind of wanted to see more of him. Uh, he played. He obviously played for Pauk in the past. You know, We were hoping for a bit of a revenge game from Gary. He plays pretty well. I think Costa on the right side, linking up with Kenny Lala quite nicely on a number of occasions. Uh, He was nearly, uh, nearly got an assist right on that, that uh, shot when Ella Robbie hit the post Um, played well. And then it seems like at halftime, uh, Pedro Martins lost all sense subs off Gary. We still don't know our, at least I don't know Costa. I, I didn't watch the post game. I don't know if it was addressed it seems like Gary somehow getting injured would be the only way that this makes sense, but I haven't heard anything. Our favorite, uh, our favorite haircut merchant, Henry Onyakuru comes on and does what Henry Onyakuru has done for Olympiakos in his first few, few weeks here, which is nothing Uh, for 45 minutes. We see Buhalakis again after, you know, he's been really run into the ground and is playing rather poorly. Um, So a bit of a couple questionable things in the second half tactically. Um, a couple of players that you could see really could do with being subbed off. They were getting fatigued. Uh, Agibu Kamara and Mvila are two names that come to mind as far as players. I wanted to see get off a bit early, and Martins left them, left them on. We lost a lot of presence in our midfield. Pauk were more threatening. They got a lot of set pieces. We are still struggling a bit with the set pieces. There was that one when mihalidis hit the bar. And he was completely open. And uh, if anyone who's not a defender would have put that in the back of our net. And then of course they do get the mm-hmm. the one goal later on, but I think luckily it was a bit too late for them to score another. So like I said, though, I think it's, it's deserved that we get the three points. There's things to improve on really a head scratcher in the second half. Um, but the first half was beautiful football and, uh, yeah, nice to see Yogos Masuras with a goal, by the way, as well. We have to give him a shout out, as I always will say Mazurinho uh, very happy to see him with another goal.
1: Absolutely. Um Jake Lulas from Adelaide, Australia says great win, but would have been nice to smash them. Yeah. Anybody that was watching the Manchester United Liverpool game right before this game. Oh, he's at up, the wheel. Uh, yeah yeah we would have loved to smash them five nil mate that would have but, been fun yeah but but okay it's early on in the season we're going to play them at least three more times this year so look honestly i want to try and address things from from the beginning so the lineup was a nice surprise for me um i'm glad that he went for the for me what was a, an attacking 4-2-3-1 formation i was very happy to see that I think Bukhar Lagis has been running to the ground as well. Um, I think today today really answered a question that I that I had in my mind. And I, I thought I'd made my mind up, but today kind of sealed it. And I'm talking about what position does Agibu Kamara fit the best in? So we brought this kid in as a winger, as a left winger. But every time I've seen him play on the wing, meh haven't really fancied it so much and we saw that in in Frankfurt when he started out on the wing not as uh influential in the game as he is when he plays in the middle where he can he can press he can directly run through the middle I think he was a for me for me man of the match today he has the assist on the second goal he has the first goal albeit with a bit of fortune from the deflection But I think for me today really answers that question as to, you know, where's this, where's this guy fitting in best for our team? He could develop his skills on the wing. He's still very young. He still, he still needs to bulk up. But, um, but for me, I said it, I said it before Frankfurt, this kid, he cannot be playing out on the wing for us. I think he's, he, he gives us more in the middle Today proved it and I hope that, it's not just me that saw that, and it's the coach that saw that today um and yeah I mean Labro and I were in frankfurt for the game, not much to remember but beautiful of, city uh, i've
0: been told uh,
1: <coughs> i mean uh, look i i i can i can talk about frankfurt but um it, it was an adventure it was an adventure <laughs> for sure uh we can we can talk about that later but but yeah guys agibo kamara is our number eight slash ten in the midfield, um wonderful, wonderful player. That was that was a question that was answered for me today. Um in the first half. And we had speed in the first half. Gary Rodriguez, it was I, I think, yeah, it was a ballsy move, but what does that show? It shows to me that we, we 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 haven't done well with our acquisitions on the wing over the summer. Ronnie Lopez, he wasn't even on the bench today. Is that a message to him? I mean, we're getting to the end of October now, and he hasn't started a game in—I don't know how long. I think and, he started one game at the start of the season against Atromitos, and that's it. Like I'm—I'm going to say it now: December, January, back to Seville, back. termination of loan. Like that—that's what today shows for me as well.
0: Yeah. Well. I mean, we have to say as well, we have these three wingers. We have Henry, we have, uh, uh, we have Gary, and we have Ronnie Lopez. And Gary is the last one to arrive, and he's not allowed to play in Europe. So there's less experience for him, and he already looks to be the best of the three. Costa, is it just me, or is Gary Rodriguez faster than the, the pace merchant, Henry Oniakuru? It just seems like Gary has so much more pace Like when we actually see him run, and then Henry Oniakuru comes on, and he's barely outrunning uh, Rodrigo on the right for, for Pauk. Um, Gary looked great. Uh, It's, you know, I've, I've been surprised by how good of an acquisition that is. Ronnie Lopez, I think is going to be a a Vinagre type, not, not uh, criticizing him personally, the way uh, I would criticize Vinagre, but it's going to be that type of thing where he's one to forget and goes back to Sevilla very soon. I think, Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Henry and you know, a thing, a quick word about Agibu as well, Costa, because, I mean, I totally agree. And I think his best aspect as a player is his motor. Um, when we don't have the ball, he's very active in pressure. He he had, like you said, uh, the second goal, he just won the ball. Uh, the first goal, he was sort of in there with Oleg winning the ball as well, and then obviously scored. Um he has, he, he's just gets after it, uh, which we know Martins loves. And that's, you know, one of the reasons that we always say he's one of the first names on the team sheet. But as far as what his position is for me, he has to be in, in midfield somewhere. Uh, I'd even prefer him, like you say, maybe in a four, three, three, a little bit deeper, um, than I would on the wing. And, uh, like, like Labro always says in our chat, you know, we, we don't want him to get Lovera where, you know, he, he gets played as a winger and he's not really a winger and it's sort of, stunts his growth and uh, and we have to send him off and we never get to see uh because it's so clear that he's he's a, an amazing talent truly i mean there are premier league clubs sniffing around right now costa we have to say that um he's an amazing talent in the center of the midfield and i think uh like today is just another another reason that shows that the only thing that i have to complain about him is it seems like we can't get a full 90 minutes where he's playing really well and maybe he just uh he's just so He's so high energy early on, he runs out of steam uh, and, and gets physically and mentally exhausted by the time the second half rolls around. Maybe it's just me. I don't know what you think about this, Costa, but um, yeah. it seems like his first halves are always much better than his second halves, uh, both from a terms of activity as well as decision making and production.
1: I I have to say that I'm quite troubled with our defensive midfielders and um, and Maddie at the moment. I think I think they're they're very tired. They've been playing back to back. We know that we know now officially that Jan Villa contracted COVID during the summer. We had suspected this, and we had some information suggesting that he he had contracted COVID over the summer, but the reporting at the time was that uh, he had a like a thigh strain and was was out like knocked out of some games and remember he played in the ludogorets game he came on in the second half i was at that game uh i think i think the trouble with with um i think the trouble with the midfield is that those those guys aren't fully really fit yet and then that has an impact on it has an impact on Madi. i think it has an impact on agibu they've been traveling to africa a couple of times already with their national team um Maddi to me right now looks like he's playing at 60. 60 65% maybe it's not at his best. Uh I think it's I think that the over-reliance on Bukalagis as well has it's it's worn in on the midfield in terms of the, the energy and and I think Agibu and, and, and Madi have really tried to, to step up and they can't they can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. Then then the question for me is why isn't Pierre Kunde getting more time in the midfield? that's um that's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one but i mean we we saw that in frankfurt the midfield was completely overrun um the, the the defense was under so much pressure because the midfield just couldn't cope so i think you you hit on a really important point now we have uh we don't have a european game this week so some time to some time to, to to rest to 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 do some therapy and then get ready for next week's game i think it's against panatholikos we play yep. next week uh before we we play frankfurt at home so hopefully hopefully they you know we we, we trust the management will will we, we'll manage the training schedule accordingly this week to make sure the players are fit next week uh but but yeah the the situation in the midfield is a bit is a bit weird right now
0: Costa, what are your thoughts on this comment from Erythrolevki? I swear I know how to say that. I'm just tongue twisted, but anyway, uh, Erythrolevki Mastura. Is it just me or is Mari not motivated at all? And then we have another one from Stratosok. Stratosok, okay, I don't know. Mari wants to and will leave and. You know, we know obviously what happened this summer. There, it, it seemed like he would be gone. I don't think we expected him to be here. Um, he's been an incredible player for this club. He has earned his move to a big club, and he is still here. He's playing Europa League football. Um, do you think there's there's a factor there? Because I think what we've seen from him this year, um, he, it's good because he's Mari Kamaron. He's uh, an, he's just an incredibly talented player. He's too good for this league, but. It's not the Madi Kamara that we've seen in the past, in my opinion. Maybe he's just tired. Maybe it's the rest of the midfield not being there for him. But uh, do you think there's something to do with maybe him being a bit disappointed he's not gotten his big move over the summer?
1: I think it's a bit of both, maybe. I mean We're speculating here, but it's definitely something that's crossed my mind is that, you know, why isn't Madi as good as I remember him being last year, he can be better than what I'm seeing. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's been a very hard we've talked about this before. It's been a very hard summer for the club in terms of um in terms of everything that happens with 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 the COVID outbreak in the team and in particular hitting on our on our midfield. So I think it's a bit of both, but at the same time, whenever I've heard Maddie speak or in general, I, I haven't got a sense like on the pitch that you know he's not going for that ball or yeah you know so I think I think he's he's dedicated to the club he's said it before uh, during the summer he was he was he was crucial in terms of our European qualification al- albeit we didn't qualify for the Champions League I think he was one of our one of our better players in the qualification campaign so um, I mean it it is what it is madi probably shouldn't be here madi should be playing in the premier league or in serie a it didn't happen for him it's normal but i think once um i think once we kind of get our players back to full fitness we'll also see better play from him uh, the rest of the season
0: yeah and like i want to clarify as well like you kind of said costa like madi madi Camara is a top professional like you know he's he's up there for me with Cissé in terms of um being a foreign player coming in and, and really taking to the Olympiacos mentality and and understanding what it means to play here and and wanting it and and having that mentality of win every game like he he is that kind of player but I think as you said he also probably expected to be playing in the Premier League or for Napoli or somewhere in in uh, in Italy for a European club um, you know one of those top clubs in Syria right now and so I can see where maybe he's a bit. Uh, sort of disillusioned with that. Who knows uh, if anything will happen in the winter? Obviously, it's too early to tell right now. But it definitely seems like we we haven't seen the Mahdi that we've seen in previous years. And maybe it is just uh, Jan Mvila is still coming back. He's still not 100%. I don't think. I was surprised he played 90 minutes today. Buhalakis is no longer 100% because he's so unfit. Kunde is... Uh, we need to see more of him. As, as we always say, Kostas. It's, it's something with uh, the manager's wife, I think. But um, he did get a little cameo today. And, and you know, he always looks strong and, and powerful on the ball when he comes in. Even when he's playing a bit higher, I think they were just trying to have him up there to press today. Um, but we I think the key is to see more of Koundé, possibly. That gives other players some rest. He's, uh can sort of gel well in, in the midfield there. And, you know, we definitely haven't seen enough of him.
1: Have you noticed how Kunde never plays if Bukalagis isn't on the isn't on the pitch? That's something I've noticed. We've never seen uh Mvila, Kamara, Kunde midfield. And I I thought we did I, once. I thought we did once,
0: maybe not. Maybe early, early in the season.
1: Maybe against Nefchi. Like, something like that, maybe. But 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 but, it's... Gener- but generally like I see the tendency already from Martins that Kamara and, and uh and Kunde won't be on the pitch together. Because I mean, let's face it. When we signed him in the beginning, we thought, okay, was this guy's can- to replace Madi. Yeah, this guy's coming in to replace Madi, or like kind of play that role in the midfield, more kind of box to box, like forward running midfielder. So um, that's that's been something that I've noted the last couple of weeks. Every time Kunde comes on, Bukalagis is always going to be on the pitch um i'm happy that jan played a 90 minutes today i think it was important for him to kind of build up his fitness and be ready for the big games that are coming he's clearly still not 100 like nowhere near i think i was listening on the radio last week they were saying he's lost a lot of weight um i mean he's lost muscle mass so he needs to he needs to build that back up he needs to get muscle uh he needs to rebuild his muscles so uh, it's been we we never we can't we can't say hundred percent how COVID has has affected players in the team and one <laughs> of them by the way Yusuf El Arabi up front doesn't look anyway near as good as he was last year. He looks to be a couple of seconds slow in releasing the ball and yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating. But we there's there was a comment that I noticed and I I want to address that so. DK7 says, is Onyekuru a bust, Ronnie Lopez the same? I generally don't like to make quick judgments of players before December, January. I like to, to wait until the end of December to to, to to be harsh or to be like overly enthusiastic. I said before we signed Yakuru that I'm not overly enthused by him. I don't believe, we, I can't believe we paid five million for this guy. If we paid 5 million, I just can't believe it. Just hasn't shown anything that shows to me that he's a 5 million euro player for a club like Olympiacos. He's been good tactically, defensively. Martins likes that. He likes a player on the wing that will track back, that will cover the defenders. I'll give him that. And everyone's been saying it. It's nothing new that I'm saying. But you take (laughs) Ronnie Lopez, excuse me. My voice is still killing me from Thursday, man. (coughs) Excuse me. Um Ronnie Lopez doesn't do that. He comes on, he'll lose the ball, and then he'll kind of trot back or like try and come back. But I just I I I I don't see how Ronnie Lopez is on the squad in January. I just don't see it. He wasn't he wasn't even on the bench today. So I I think Ronnie Lopez is gonna go back to Seville. I'm gonna say that now.
0: Yeah, I don't really see him getting another chance like when uh, maybe against a bad team maybe if we we, maybe next weekend against Panetolikos maybe he comes in but like is he going to do anything different let's be honest here like as you say the big determinant the big determinant in whether you play for Martins you can be like Henry Onakuru and do nothing in attack but if you at least know where to be positionally when we don't have the ball and if you know you know if you track back and if you can defend one-on-one a little bit uh Martinez seems to not care that you're shit offensively and he lets you play but ronnie lopez doesn't do either of it um and then costa going to to your comment about el arabi um yeah i was i was a a bit disappointed by him today i think it was a whole lot of holding on to the ball too long as you sort of said um he was you know checking in deep into the midfield to get the ball a lot and um typically don't mind that, you know, we've commended him in the past for his holdup play and his ability um, to, you know, to facilitate for others and to be a part of the team and to be involved. Uh, but like, I, I couldn't even count. It was four or five times. It seemed where he would get the ball, you know, from the defenders or something. And, you know, he's, he's meant to be passing it somewhere else or passing it forward and he holds on to it too long and we lose the ball. And a couple of times it resulted in Pauk sort of getting on a counter and having favorable numbers Um, I don't think, I I don't think the goal was from El Arabi. I think I want to say that was who let it go, but, um, it it was a bit unnerving. And and of course, you know, he had really the one chance where, uh, Gary gave him a nice ball and he hit the post or the bar and then, uh, got the rebound and his header went over the bar. and, And that was pretty much all for him, uh, from, from shots that I can remember, maybe a couple others, but, uh. And Robbie not didn't love it today from him, um, but hopefully it's it's just a, a bad day and he can bounce back from it.
1: Uh, like I said, I think I think he's still getting back to match fitness. He's still not sharp. He's he's a couple of seconds slow. He nearly, saying that when he's in the box, he nearly scored. Uh, I mean he he had that chance that was cut a cut back from Gary Rodriguez running down the right hand side the ball was behind him and he managed to get a good shot on goal but I think it was tipped by Pascal Agus onto the bar and then he had that header that hit the top of the bar again so get the ball to El Arabi in the box and he'll he'll get it on target and he'll you know eight nine times out of 10 he will score but, um, but yeah, outside the box he's he's still not as sharp as we've we've gotten used to yes, he's thirty four years old, yes, he's a year older than he was last year, but um but yeah, hopefully that that improves um there was a question yes <laughs> I just finished my tick yeah uh, cheers, guys, um, my I just joined the stream, he says, and I want thoughts on Gary. I think we already we already said really quick like for me and i think ari said this as well in our in our whatsapp chat he's what we hoped on Yakuru would be only he was free <laughs> so i mean he, he gets the ball he runs at people he had energy and he looked fast like the acceleration on the like on you know he'd get the ball on the wing and he'd have the, the defender in front of him and he'd beat him with the first step and get the cross into the box. It was it was great to see it was a breath of fresh air in the first half. And and now you, you know we can we can get into this question what happened in the second half. As soon as we sat back down to watch the second half the first thing we saw was Gary Rodriguez is coming off. Okay. Maybe he's tired, maybe he's not match fit, you know the coach is trying to take care of him, doesn't want to overuse him, we're 2-0 up. But but honestly, I mean, I think all of us were saying, what are you doing, coach? Taking him off, he's been one of our best players in the first half. So, you know, immediately we lost that threat that we had on on the wing when he came off and it just wasn't the same when uh, when Henry Onyokuro came on. I, I can't remember us having a shot in the second half doing anything. I just felt like the second half was it was it was woeful from us. It felt really slow and just the goal was coming the last 10 minutes. I called it 5-10 seconds before it went in and I said the last 10 minutes is going to be heart and mouth. It's going to be 2-1 and they're going to be pushing and we're just, we're going to be scrapping to get a 2-1 win. Thankfully we did but but just the the team was none of the subs helped. I honestly can't think any of our subs in the second half helped us.
0: Yeah, the subs the subs were atrocious. like there's there's no other way for me to put it. Um, like you said, Gary Rodriguez, one of our best players, comes off. Henry comes on and as a result of that, um, we become a lot less threatening in attack. I also think the midfield in general just got kind of tired. And um, I don't think Buhalakis is the player to come on and and address that problem. Um, And as as a result, like we didn't have the possession we wanted. Buhalakis, I think, had a bit of a rough appearance. Uh, He's still very, very battered down from playing all these minutes. And uh, he gave the ball away quite a bit, you know, playing ambitious balls or just losing it in possession. And as a result of that, um, as a result of our wing play becoming less threatening, we just could not string together some passes. And uh, Pauk had a lot of opportunities where we gave away the ball in dangerous areas. And they came down and had a, a chance on goal. Um, and they had a lot more set pieces in the second half as well. Some of which just because they had the ball more. But um, they did end up getting a couple dangerous free kicks. I do like this comment from Ilios Gashi. Uh, I think Rusai was okay. Rusai is, is if if you're going to take Gary Rodriguez off, you should have put Rusai on, I think. Um, he didn't play a lot, but I he had a couple nice dribbles, uh, getting by Hauk players, a couple nice movements. Did more in 10 minutes than Henry Oniokuru did in 45 minutes, folks. Um, definitely hope we can see more of him. Uh, he's Greek, so he doesn't take up a foreign spot or a non you know, a non EU spot or whatever. Um, he's he's a very good player, and I, I hope he can get another chance because we've we've seen it before the injury we've seen it a little bit in flashes after the injury and i just don't see an excuse he does the work that martinez wants as well it has to be said i don't see an excuse for why he isn't playing more
1: i mean f- throughout the full stretch of a season in general i think we can say that Martins is actually quite a fair coach in terms of picking the players that are performing so i agree with you i think when I think when Mario came on he was he showed more in 10 15 minutes that he was on than than Henry, Henry and yukuru did in um in 45 coming on at the beginning of the second half so you know there's obviously pressure like if if in if we really did pay five million euros for Henry and yukuru, I understand there's pressure on the manager to try and find a way to you know unlock him or unleash him on on the opponent teams. Just for now, we haven't, apparently we haven't found a way to do that. Well, so, yeah.
0: Costa, let's not forget as well. I don't mean to interrupt, but like the the thing of Henry, the scouting report we got on Henry, like, I mean, what we've seen in a, in a red and white shirt is he doesn't do anything well. But what we got the scouting report was, you know, he can get out in the counter. He can He can get out in this open space and he can finish we're not, we weren't doing that against like in the first half, we didn't have counters. We were just kicking Pauk's ass and taking the ball the whole time. Like if anything, and we said it before we bought him, we said it when, when Adi was doing his deep dive, this is a player that maybe we can use in Europe when we're playing against much more competitive teams that we might not have possession the whole time. And Henry can get out in that counter and do something. Obviously we're not playing like Manchester city anymore, but still, that was the point for me of signing him. He has the big game experience playing in the big derbies in Turkey. Um, you know, he, he's scored in those games. He gets out in the pace. He doesn't have the ability to take defenders one-on-one. He doesn't have the ability to get involved in buildup. He doesn't have, that's not what he's looking to do. Um, he can score, he can run, he can get out. He can finish those quick, you know, one touch in in open space with just the keeper. Um, we, he wasn't going to, what, what is, what is he going to do today against Pauk when, when we're controlling the game and possessing the ball? Uh, he's going to do nothing is what he's going to do. And, um, that's why it's even more puzzling why we, we, we force him into Greek games, if anything, uh, force him into a European game where he might actually have some utility.
1: This is a really, a really sad, unfortunate comment, um, DK seven. I haven't seen Onyakuru beat one player one on one on the counter like Pedencio used to. Forget Onyakuru. Have we seen any Olympiakos winger do that since Pedencio? Guys, um, I I I hate it when the Greek media presents you know this player and that player as the Podenza replacement or the Churi Dominguez replacement. I read another comment earlier that we don't have a Churi Dominguez in the team. Churi Dominguez was a river plate captain guys played in La Liga for many, many years, won the Europa league played yeah, for Argentina but, as well. Yeah. Like we yeah, don't have yeah. a Churi Dominguez guys. And Padense is a player that if there wasn't riots at sporting Lisbon, he never would have come to play in Greece don't just don't fall into that trap of comparing henry and yukuru with daniel pedense or whoever with Churi dominguez just don't do it guys it will save you know it will save you heightening your blood pressure and just you know don't compare things that are aren't comparable you're comparing apples and oranges here um henry henry and yukuru doesn't have nothing on on daniel pedense it's, it is it it is what it is. The best winger we have right now, or the two best wingers we have right now, are Yorgos Masuras and Gary Rodriguez. Plain and simple. Done. And Gary Rodriguez isn't available in Europe. And that's an issue. Uh, because I, I said it before, Agui Bu should not be playing on the wing. Agui Bu Camara should be playing in the middle. What we did against Frankfurt was suicide. It was... I I don't know what what Martins was doing. I think Ari mentioned it, and I'm I'm going to stop here. Ari said Martins is trying to outsmart himself. He should have just gone to that game with the same formation he did in Turkey. I I don't understand why he did. What he did, I wasn't surprised either. Opportunity lost. There's a good blog, actually, about that. Go on our website. You can read our thoughts about what happened in Frankfurt and why things went the way they did. Costa, how about this? We're we're done comparing people to Pudence. We're not going to have a
0: winger like Pudence for some time, guys. Just get a, get used to that. But Feta knows. Sad to say it, but Bruma was more useful than Onia Kuru. Possibly, we have to say. I, I think we Bruma had some shining moments for us. Uh, the was it the Panathinaikos game when he had a goal or two. Um, oh. He he popped up. He popped up occasionally. You know, we Henry has scored for us, but. Uh, I think this is a fair take from Fethanos. Fet- Bruma over over Henry and and uh we weren't too kind about Bruma but it's also that, there's time. There's time we uh we can't say for sure yet.
1: That is something that we I'm pretty sure when we did the deep dive on Inukuru, that was something that we, we yes. looked at specifically. Mm-hmm. But that's something that we can come back to and uh, and look at numbers and that that will be an interesting exercise come December January. Yes. Well, any other questions
0: in chat? We, uh, we're we winding down here, Costa. I think um, we'll, we'll probably get to man of the match coaches grade soon. A couple things I do want to say. First of all, we know some folks are still trickling in. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, people. Where we're pushing the numbers up. You know how it goes. Um, you can't get people to subscribe if you don't beg incessantly on your channel. It's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, we, we post twice a week. Go live after every game, uh, and and we're your one-stop shop if you want to talk about Olympiacos with somebody. So, you know, we, uh, we are always here, and if you subscribe and turn on that little notification bell, you will know every time that we are going live, every time we upload something, uh, and that way you won't ever miss any Gate 7 international content. Also, make sure if you're subscribed already, your work's not done, leave a like, give us a comment if you want as well. That boosts things on the algorithm, uh, and feel free to check us out on audio as well. We know we have some audio listeners on Apple Music, Spotify, all that good stuff. You can subscribe there as well once again so you don't miss any of our content. In that time okay. of milking, we have a couple questions. Costa, I'll let you go
1: first. I, I, I just got one thing. Um, most of you know that Labro and I were in Frankfurt. Labro and I met for the first time face-to-face since... Since I joined the pod, uh, think, <laughs> yeah, it was really. Um, I could do a one-hour documentary about what happened in Frankfurt. Um, honestly, anyway, some of
0: it should not. Some of it should not be. Uh, <laughs> let's
1: just say, no, it was. It was rough. What it happens was,
0: in Frankfurt stays in Frankfurt. As, as it was say. rough.
1: It was rough. But what I do want to say is that it was. Um, we 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 did have a couple of people come up to us. Uh, Labro had some people from Gate 7 Holland come up to him and ask him, Are you that guy that does the show on, on, on YouTube? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a couple of people from the, the Gate 7 Germany crowd come up to me as well. So, no, it's really, it was really nice and just, yeah, guys. Uh, what, what we're doing is, is really unique, bringing together Olympiagos fans from all over the world, uh, connecting. Uh, in English, providing this English-speaking source for Olympiacos. Um we we really we really appreciate all the support and the love that that we've been getting. Speaking of Frankfurt, if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, there's a lot of good stuff on our Instagram page. Um, go and check it out. Videos of of the fans singing in the main square under torrential rain. Go and check it out. Go on our Instagram page at Gate7intl. There's a lot of good stuff from Frankfurt. Go and check it out. I will be in Antwerp as well in December. Guys, if you haven't signed up to your local Gate7 um, Sindesme, to your fan clubs, if you're in London, if you're in Stockholm, if you're in you know in Germany, London... Check it out. Like get in contact with us. Go and sign up to your local Gate 7 fan club. If you're interested in getting tickets for away games, like go and support the fan clubs. Like the guys at the fan clubs are coming together. Like they, su- they support the team. It's a good cause. Um, if you want any information on any of this stuff, like send us a DM. We'll get back to you. New York, yeah, mate. Um, DK7. I'm pretty sure there's a fan club in in New York, yes, like in Astoria. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a trip to come to to Belgium to Antwerp. But if you're up for it, um, you know, uh, go go and talk to your local fan club.
0: If I ever get to make it off this damn continent and get to a game, I better have people pointing me out and saying, "Oh, you're." No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, a couple quick questions from the chat. We have Stratos okay will samedo leave costa i think i saw samedo post uh on instagram something about him training uh i don't know if that was in renti or just privately but i don't think there's any new new fronts on in Portugal. thing
1: oh he's in portugal okay he's left he's left He's, he's training with um with the second division team in portugal um my take no he's done I think I'm pretty sure the club's asked him to find a club to to pay a fee and leave in January. I think he's done. It, it, like m- remember Martins after the first game of the season, they asked him, Nova Sports journalist asked him, uh, you know, what about Samedo after all the stuff that happened like with the with the allegations. And and Martins said, um, Oli- uh, Semedo is an Olympiacos player. I I consider him and you know, I don't I don't think the club's reciprocate, reciprocated on that and he's still not training with the first team. He's back in Portugal now. So you know you can make your own assessment of that.
0: Costa, do you think uh, if if you know if January winds winds down and they can't find a team for him, do you think they pull a Rafinha and just straight terminate his contract?
1: <clears throat> just let him go. Excuse me. I think we'll get a fee. It might not be in the range of what we'd what we'd hoped. Like we were asking Benfica for ten to fifteen million last season. Maybe it's just going to be a question of um, covering covering the costs when we signed him, which was four to five million, if I remember well. So at this rate, you know, it's dead weight. It's unfortunate because I think he is a good player. He's got
0: too much baggage at this point, mate. I honestly see him in a team like in a Turkish team or a Russian team. To be honest with you, like like a, a Turkish team that plays Europe Europe League football, but I don't know. He's very talented, um, but I think you know he's got some off the field stuff holding him back. Uh, all red white best starting eleven from current squad. Kosa, is it just the team we the starting eleven from today? I think that's an easy one, right?
1: Is that a question? Like, uh, you know, I, I will say one thing. There was another comment that came in today. What's happening with Karbovnik. Oh yeah, I, I, no I, idea. I, I haven't. I haven't been super impressed, to be honest. Since we signed him, uh, we we you know in the deep dive we said that he looked more interesting as a central midfielder than a wing back. Um, He's a little kid, man. He's like, tiny. It's tiny. I, I, you know what, I I was expecting that either he or or, or Andrutos would start right back today, and actually looking at how the game went today, I'm quite happy he he stick with Lala. Because I think Lala had a pretty decent game, like like a 6.5 or a 7. Like He, he defended quite well. He, he provided overlap. Yeah, but he had a... I mean, there was nobody that had a good game on Thursday. But I did leave the game on Thursday thinking that this guy is one of the most soulless players I've ever seen play for the team. So honestly, it's like I couldn't feel any energy. It's just like there's something about him. He plays like it's like, is he there? Is he not there? Like, has he got any aggression? Robotic. Yeah, it's like show some emotion or just like show something like that you're in the game, or like, you know, get a yellow card, like like tackle someone. Like, I don't know. Got a yellow uh, today, didn't he? Or maybe did he just he get a yellow today?
0: I don't know. He also had a big hit. He had it took a took a big hit from outside the box was going for goal. Didn't haven't seen that from him before, but
1: yeah, no, I see what you're, I see where you're coming from. I'm I'm glad he, he stuck with him today. I think that's important because I think if he didn't play today, it would be one of those things again, where, you know, we really need to settle on that defense. Yeah. We need to come defensively. Yeah.
0: And then also from all red, white Pavone, our, our old boy from what was it last winter? free agent in january well we have to if if I mean, we used all the money on henry onyakuru i think um but maybe maybe who oh, knows? free knows well who,
1: we'd have to knows? pay him
0: gargantuan wages that's uh that's the problem
1: yeah but the, i mean again speculating but ronnie lopez back to seville pavon back on the agenda i can definitely read the headlines Somato definitely...
0: leaving frees up some money.
1: Who knows? Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that headline in, uh, in January, transfer window. I can see that happening for sure. Mm-hmm. DK Seven, stop it, mate! Stop it! Just like says, uh, I, I, yeah, you miss El Abdellah. We, yeah, mate. <laughs> we, we, all do. We miss Timikas too. Timikas. We miss Timikas. We, we Giovanni. miss Giovanni. Miss I miss <laughs> okay those 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 guys were a little bit yeah in the past
0: come on Costa they would help us it. out you know they would they would help out I miss yanakopoulos
1: yeah Georgievich I miss your
0: gatos. imagine your no, gatos stop. in this no, team Costa
1: stop. No, no, stop. <laughs> stop 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 stop
0: uh, well maybe it's time for man of the match and coach's grade Costa I, I think you uh you spoiled your man of the match already I think I'm going to go with uh, Aguibu, baby camarà, as well. Um, like I said, he, he tapered off a bit in the second half, but still, he was he was the two goals would not have happened without him, and uh, we needed both of those goals to win the game. He was the engine that really got us dominating Pauk in the first half. Uh, another very good performance, and and I mean he's going to continue being one of the first people on that team sheet. Uh, Pedro Martins, coach's grade for me um ah i don't i don't want to we beat it's 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 difficult because we beat pauk in a derby uh starting gary rodriguez is a very bold move starting akibu kamara in the 10 is a good move the 4-2-3-1 really well it's like if i could give like a first half grade it's an a plus and then if i could give a second half grade it's an f uh so maybe we average out and say a c i don't know because uh it seems it honestly seemed like he was trying to lose the game. I don't know uh what was going on there, but yeah, I'll say a C for Pedro Martinez. Maybe a bit critical in a in a in a big win for our team that keeps us at the top of the league and we beat our rivals, but um it <laughs> he didn't do us any big favors in the second half. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, for me it's it's a B- or a C, like you said, because I think the first half the setup was great. I think we played some of the nice, <laughs> nicest football we've seen all year. We, yeah, Balka, our biggest rivals in Greece, and in the first half they were nothing. They did nothing in the first half. We were clearly the better side. We were better set up. We were. It, it was a joke. Like the first half was a joke with that with with those kinds of players, and it could have been it could have been more goals. And probably should have been in the first half if we were a little bit more caref- careful in the final third. Then the second half, just the changes that he made, questionable. So and yeah, the last ten minutes, you, you, the game was ending, and you were just thinking, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, like get the win. So it's it's early days, um, but but yeah, for me, probably B minus for coach today and man of the match i already said uh, agibo for me clearly the pressure in the midfield the the direct running such a lively player and he got the you got the first goal and the assist easy easy one today
0: shout outs to Socrates as well i think i think he played reasonably well and um you know as he always does but you know he gets a, an honorable mention from me question <laughs> from fetanos that that i <laughs> like bec- what's that Sh-
1: Socrates has been playing consistently, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I hope everything's everything goes well. Like he's he's 32, 33 years old. He's been playing consistently two games a week. Maybe maybe he gets a rest against Bandoligos. I don't know, but but I agree. Socrates was great in Frankfurt by the way as well. Really watching him live, it was um quite quite the performance.
0: Costa, it's okay. He gets a rest every month or so when uh, the Ethniki get together to play. He gets <laughs> to hang out at home with his family, so it all works out. Uh, Fetanos, again, I actually mentioned this I want to say last weekend um, or last time Agibu scored, but Fetanos asks, is Agibu better than Christos Zolis?" And uh, I think it's an interesting dialogue. Obviously, Agibu is not a Olympiakos Academy player. He's not Greek, all that stuff, but I think we're we're getting there. He might just be Kostai. I, I I'm not I don't want to say it yet, but um, I think we could see Agibu in the Premier League uh, a lot sooner. I think Agibu will be in the Premier League next year and Sodis will be in the championship. So I mean make of that what you will.
1: <laughs> it's hard I, I to think, say,
0: I guess, at this point, but
1: I, I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself. I think Agibu needs to put some muscle on. He's got a great touch. Um, his decision making is getting better. Like we saw the pass today for Masoudas' goal. I think earlier on in the season we might have seen him not make that decision at the right time to pass the ball and open open up the the play to Masoudas, who slotted it in under under Pascalakis to make it two nil. So, I mean, he's getting games and. One thing that that worries me a little bit with these kinds of situations is that when you're a 20 year old player like that, he's 20 years old, isn't he? He's 20 years old. He's playing week in, week out, starting every every game, and sometimes you you know you ask yourself, all right, is he gonna? In Greek, we say listo Is he gonna? Is he gonna get overconfident? You know, that is he just going to rest on his laurels, as we say in English? That's something that you worry about with a play like that, who's 20, who's playing week in, week out. Does he have competition in his position?
0: Not until Fortunis gets back.
1: Yeah, but we, we know what Martins has been like with Fortunis. Do you really see? I mean, Fortunis is, is going to come back maybe March, April next year. Well, and he's not going to—he's
0: not going to be an everyday starter, probably at all this season.
1: No, but then you've got Valbuena, who can play at the ten. Who I don't know if he was on the bench today. I was think... he on the bench?
0: I can check, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear Martínez prefers Agüero to him at this point, and I think Agüero. Aguibu... Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I do, and and for what it's worth, with the Saudis thing, they're very different players as well. I think that needs to be said. Valbuena was on the bench, yeah. but obviously didn't get in. Um, so. You know, I, I I do think that's a concern, um, but it's also difficult because other than resting him, um, you know, he is very good. We don't, uh, we kind of do need him. It, it has to be said. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's a valid point, Costa, and and you know, it. it hopefully, he doesn't become overconfident, um, but also, yeah, we need him. And for what it's worth, him playing a lot uh, really helps his his resale value as well, if we do end up selling him.
1: Yeah, so this is not nice news. All red, white. Sport24 just posted that Gary Rodriguez got injured. Uh, Apparently, I'm reading this now as well. There are fears that Gary Rodriguez may have sustained a, a, a thigh strain. don't know if it's first degree, secondary, third degree. We'll know more. We'll know more tomorrow. Uh, in any case, there's yeah, there's a, a game against Panatholics coming, and then he's not eligible against Frankfurt. Could be worse, but I hope it's nothing serious. So, so yeah, I guess that we do finally have an answer to that question: Why on earth did Gary Rodriguez come off at the end of the first half, uh, beginning of the second? So, so yeah, thanks, uh, all Red White for for flagging that.
0: I'll bump I'll bump coach Martinez up to a C plus. <laughs> no, but, but still, I think he should have put Rusa on instead. Um, yeah, uh, Gary, best please get well, my friend. We need you back uh, for these Greek games. We need to make sure we stay on top of the league. hope it's nothing serious. Um, I think that's about all we've got, Costa. Just one more thing I want to say. We talked quite a bit negatively and and very much, you know, as we do dissecting and criticizing things and picking out little things that we don't like. This is Gate Seven International. This is what you're going to get. It is what it is. Um, even when Adi and Nambro are not here, but we beat Pauk. Okay, we have to we have to talk a little bit, Pauk. You know they think they're 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 hot. They think they've got all this new manager, and uh, we still beat them. So you know uh, it has to be said, Pauk. Just remember where you where you belong in Greece. Just remember who has 46 titles and who has, like, what, four? I don't even know. Just remember, um, we we rule this land, as the title of this video says. Um, Olympiakos is Greece's biggest club. And uh, for all those those little Pauk fans and all their little annoying mouths when we lose in Europe and they get all excited, just remember we can lose all the games in Europe and we can still come home and beat up our little brother up north whenever we want on the weekend. So, Pauk. Thanks for playing, guys. See you next time. Can't wait. Um, great backline you guys have up there in Thessaloniki. It really gives me 2020 uh, Ike uh, memories. Um, thanks for playing. Was fun. Um, enjoy the cup final, as, as Valbuena say, and enjoy your little taste of, of actually winning something for once in your lives. And uh, we'll see you soon, Palk fans. Thanks for playing. Costa, anything else?
1: Adios. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Goss fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Goss fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL give us a subscribe on youtube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels until next time this is our team our city and our story okay
0: round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah